Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Midweek War! I, of course, am Mad Mike, and with me to talk about this peculiar episode of NXT is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you? Mike, I feel like I've run a marathon. You know, I feel like I've done something all night long, all night. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- this episode of NXT is going to be a little different. As if you've watched NXT, you know why. If you haven't watched NXT, the fuck are you doing watching us? Watch NXT, then come back here. Come right, pause this video, come right back after you watch it. It might take you about 50 minutes. Um, as, as a normal NXT episode should, I mean, obviously, I mean, yeah, of course. No other reason, no course, other, yeah. there was no other case. Yeah, no, of of course. Um, all right. So, Eamon, what what will be your one word this week? Uh, my one word for this week. Um, and you were exhaustion. Right, you were right, fucker. Yeah, I, I just thought. That. <laughs> um, uh, totally off topic, but no, uh, exhaustion. And I don't okay. mean that in a bad way. Okay. Um, my word is preempted. Preempted. Because there were a lot of matches we didn't get to see tonight. <laughs> all right. Um, Eamon, what was your good this week? Where, uh, all right. But we'll, we'll now, if I, had to, if I had to. This show was a whole match. <laughs> it was just the two out of three falls match. In fairness, we did get a William Regal promo beforehand. This is true. Um, but yeah, the the match basically went the entire length of the show. So we're going to try and break it down, talk about it as much as we can. We'll see where it takes us. So, Eamon, what's your good? Uh, my good for, for this match for this week was uh, how they framed this episode. Uh, with the con, because it wasn't just like they had this match. They're like, we're just gonna have a fifty-minute match. Which, if you look at that on paper, that can be exhausting. <laughs> that can be like, holy shit! I have to sit here for fifty minutes and watch these guys wrestle. Um, but obviously, you had the William Regal promo, and then they cut to Tom Phillips and Tori Graves, and they're like, we got a great show for you tonight. Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe gonna crown a number one contender. We got a number one contenders match with American Alpha taking on Vlad Villains. Bailey's here, Oscar's here. It's going to be a great show. The fact that they framed it and sold it as if this was going to be an actual show with other matches on it, and the fact and that these two guys just went this length of time because they couldn't beat each other and had to preempt these other matches was a very cool way of doing things. Yeah, I that was that was I had a few things in my head for the good now. Excuse me. That was definitely one of them. Uh, I really like that they're like, uh, I don't know how long this match is going to go, but don't worry. We still have Bailey and Asuka coming up tonight. <laughs> I'm like, it'd be really great if they, like, after the match, it just cut to the back and Bailey's just sitting there like, so I guess we're on next week. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's kind of a kind of thing you have to, well, a lot of times with wrestling, where you have to try and check yourself at the, you know, and sort of check your um, your kayfabe to the side, I guess, so to speak. Before and, you check your kayfabe to the side. Yeah. Um, 
because sometimes we've we've said it before when we watch Raw, where like a main event match will start and it's like we look at the clock and we're like, oh, they've got a certain amount of time with this, and we can kind of think in our heads what's going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. or they, oh wow, they started this main event really early, like this must mean something, you know what I mean, like. But it was very smart in fr- in how they framed it, and I could understand them. It even made sense that, that in theory, if they were going to have a full show, that they would put Sammy and Joe on first, because the idea being we have to crown a number one contender one way or the other. We're not going to let this go over TV time, you know. So let's right. put it on the start, and then we'll figure things out from there. Yeah, it it took me an absurdly long time to figure out what they were doing with it, like to the point where I was like, "Oh, that's cool. The match is going on first. I guess we'll get we'll see something else for our main event." And it was just like, "They're going an awfully long time with this first fall." <laughs> and yeah, but it was it was great, like just to see that kind of like, "Hey, don't worry, fans. We still got more stuff." But um, my my good for the match is I love, 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 love when one wrestler uses another wrestler's finisher hold. Mm. Oh, that was my favorite spot in the match. Mm-hmm. Sammy locked in the coquina clutch on Joe, and Joe's reaction was like, oh, my God. Well, it ha- the best part was um, – they were doing a thing where the ref was counting Sammy because he was not getting was coming close to not getting up by the ten count. Uh, so he did that a couple times, and then he did it again. Got to two, and Sammy just like slapped his hands on the mat, got up, like spit on the ground, like out of energy. And Joe came charging, and Sammy just slipped through and locked in the clutch. And I'm like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, and the crowd popped for it. It was such a cool spot. Um, yeah. Yeah, and also there was another point where um, Joe, I think, had... Uh, I think it was the finish, actually, where Joe had um, Sammy in the in the clutch, and, yeah. and Sammy was reaching out for the other one, and Joe, like, re-grapevine while holding Sammy's le- arm in place, too, so he yeah. couldn't reach. That really was amazing. amazing. Like, that kind of adjustment, it, it's better than the whole pick up the whole drag the guy to the center of the ring and put it back on. Yeah. That's adjustment on the fly and that kind of stuff and is Sammy why had, love Samoa Joe. And Sammy had nowhere to go at that point. Yeah. And I think I, I love the finish of this match because like I mentioned with my word, it played off of the whole exhaustion factor and the guys were looking exhausted during the match. Like they really kind of sold how long this match went. Um, and I love the point at the end where uh, Joe had him in the clutch the ref calls for it because Sammy's passed out, and and Corey Graves makes a point of it, and it's a really smart like observation of the fact that like like that Sammy's lips were purple, mm-hmm. like I and I noticed that too as soon as I, I was like his lips look really purple, like which is a thing of like holy shit he like it sold to the severity of like he just got choked out, yeah, like I I think it was so smart. And I also I also liked that they threw in that. Sammy had a really exciting week. Yeah. Like, and it was very subtle. It was very subtle. They didn't need to do this. But the fact that they did throw in that, oh, well, Sammy Zayn has had an exhausting weekend from, from the NXT house shows this weekend to showing up on Raw to coming here. 
and Joe had an extra day of rest, maybe that'll help. And I mean, Joe won. So. I feel like I want to say they did this commentary in post. Like I know that they had the um, the commentators do the intro to the show, sort of thing. But I think that they did the rest of this match in post, just from a fact of this is a long fucking match. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be smarter than to just, as opposed to them just sitting at the table, li- like live calling this whole match. Which I thought was smart, and, and I really like the commentary in this as well. Really they could have also just re-recorded parts of it. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it allowed them to mention stuff like Sami Zayn being on Raw and stuff like that, and the stuff that he's doing, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, uh, were there any parts you didn't like? Did you have a bad for this match, Eamon? Uh, my closest thing to a bad would probably be like the first like eight to ten minutes of the match. Yeah. Like, like it, it's a long match, so you gotta start slow. Like, you can't just fucking go crazy for fifty minutes because that's ridiculous. Like, so I understood it, but it took a little bit getting into the first like eight or ten minutes, um, just because it, it was a lot of it was a lot of slow work and stuff like that. I think um, there was one part where Joe hit like a massive kick or whatever on Sammy. And I think that was the part where it really kicked into the gear. And it started to get more hard hitting, and they started to pick things up a bit more. And from that point on, the match was really good. It just, but again, that when you look at the time of it, it was like, what, maybe the maybe a fourth or a fifth of the match? Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, I mean, what, once you saw that they were going to be going the distance for a show, you can forgive the slow start. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was going to say something similar to... To that, uh, to that end, but I, my bad for this week. I think I would have liked to um, see Sammy. I don't know, like hit the Huluva kick. That's true. I do think they're really. I think they're selling that as one of his finishes. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I, I. I love seeing that move connect, especially against Joe. Joe would have made it look great. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think Sammy needed to use the Koji clutch to tap out Joe. That's true. I think it was a good... I also, I also didn't like the fact that there was an intermission between the falls. Well, they kind of normally... I, I think they normal, that's normally how they do things. <clears throat> Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do. But I, I've seen that before with Iron Man matches, too, before, when they've I, had, like... What, like in the past. Now, yeah, I don't like it with Iron Man matches either. Like, I don't know. It may, I mean, I I understand. It's obviously for TV time too. But, um, oh, actually, one of my favorite spots, and we forgot to mention it. Um, my, One of my favorite spots in WWE, just all of WWE, is when there's an accidental bleeding and the match has to stop for a second and then the guy who's busted open has to kick things up so much to get the crowd back into it. I was going to say because it's hard when that happens. Like mm-hmm. it, because in theory, it's it's really kind of a bad thing to do in, in the sense of like once, like the way I've had to explain to me is like once blood happens in a match, that's when things start getting interesting. So like to stop everything, like kind of kills all the momentum. But like you said, like it forces somebody like Joe to have to sort of. Go straight out, and, and, yeah. Because then, because then it's like you lost the crowd because of something that happened by accident. You need to get them back 
right away, and you need to get them back right where they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Eamon, was there anything you'd change about the match? <laughs> um, I thought of a change, and it's a selfish change, and it's not a good change, but it's – I would have popped so huge if the third fall ended in a double pin. <laughs> it would have been the ultimate fuck you. <laughs> or a that, double count out. A so double yeah, count out sat through 40, 45 minutes of a match just to not have a conclusive winner and just have everyone in the crowd go, for fuck's sake! And like... <laughs> that, that would have been really good. Um, my change, I would have put Balor on commentary. I've said this before. Finn Balor the non-demon version needs a bit more of a persona for me. I understand that. Um, I will say in contrast to that, we've mentioned, I don't know if we mentioned before, but I think it's kind of a common thing, is that Balor is not really necessarily the greatest talker. So to have him but talk... That's why. That's but that's why to, have, to, to be on there and try and improve. Yeah, but to have him talk for 50 minutes... Yeah, I mean, I, or or maybe bring him on for the third fall. Yeah, I guess. Like, or, but that would kind of uh, that's another thing that would kind of like weird. Or have or there. have him like show up afterwards and stare down Joe. I feel like Balor needs to be a part of this somehow, just so we see the end game. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know because uh, and, and we've had Balor and Joe before too, so I think. They need to do something to amp this up. That's like, true. I'm, not, I'm not sure what they can do, but I, I trust in them because I honestly the stuff they've been doing with Joe's been amazing so far and has been so reinvigorating for Samoa Joe that I trust that they will that Joe will Joe will come up with something and develop something that will provide a little extra something to this match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I love another another good I want to mention though is um. Joe's trash talking during the match. <laughs> just a little stuff of him, like when he would have a submission on Sammy, just telling him, like it's not worth it. Like, like just give up. There's no, like, there's no point in this. It's not worth it. Like stuff like that, I really love. Like, yeah, I mean, anytime a wrestler is taunting someone while they're kicking their opponent's ass is the best thing. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens does it all the time. You know, yeah. guys who do that know what they're doing. Uh, we we also have to mention we got Baron Corbin versus uh, Austin Aries at Takeover. So excited! And we finally have an announced Takeover. We do. Like this this is the first time they actually announced we're going to get Takeover. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm like I said, I'm becoming a huge Baron Corbin fan. So, do you think Aries is going to wrestle before then? Technically, well, on TV, I don't think yeah. so. Okay. Uh, technically, he has. He's actually. Yeah, I know on house shows he has. He's actually already worked house shows. By in the like, way, speaking like of house shows, guess who's going to the show in Poughkeepsie? Oh yeah, this guy. Guess he's three hours away from takeover and won't be going to it because prices are two hundred dollars. This guy. That guy. <laughs> I'm so uh, sad. It's okay, Eamon. We'll, we'll we'll smuggle you in somehow. You you can be you can be Mojo Raleigh's hype man. Jesus Christ! Damn, All right, thank you. All right, so Eamon, where where would you rank NXT this week? 
Okay, this is the thing we were talking about in previous episodes of Midway Four. Um, I'm I'm going to rank it number two. I was debating on ranking this three or two because while I love the match, it is one match. Like you don't like. It's hard. It's it, it puts you in a difficult position. For the quality of the match, I'm going to put it as number two. But it was very close to being number three and switching with Ring of Honor this week. Alrighty, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as Damon. I gave Ring of Honor two A, so I'm going to give NXT two this week. Um, basically, like the match quality, I think, uh, like Damon said, if you cut out the first ten minutes, it would have been a better match. But I love the fact that they made us keep thinking that we were going to get other stuff on this show. Because that's how you should be in wrestling. Like you should, you should keep thinking, well, we have this other stuff booked and surely this match we have won't go the whole distance, but it did. And I, I, I love stuff like that. I love, I love, I love when my expectations get subverted like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Eamon, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, find me on Twitter at Amy T. Please. You can also check out the company I work for called Inspire Pro Wrestling on Twitter at Inspire Pro Rest. All right, and you can find me at Mad Mike four eight eight three on the Twitter machine. Also, go to WrestlingMayhemShow dot com. Uh, we we're doing this thing on the Mayhem Show every Tuesday night at nine p.m. It's called Mayhem Mania. This week is the Patreon in the Bank round. If you've ever wanted to contribute to the Mayhem Show to be a part of Mayhem Mania. All you need to do is donate $1, patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. You will be a part of the show. You can book anything you want within our limitations, obviously. But Rob Gronkowski's in there now, so who knows what the hell our limitations are. Peyton Manning's available. Let's book him, <laughs> too. Why not? We can have a deflate gate match with R-Truth. I don't know. We can do a bunch of stuff. But, um, yeah, so go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com, um, listen to us every Tuesday night, and uh, for Eamon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your mid-week 